When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. On the morning of April 10th, 2017, residents of the neighborhood of Hubbard Falls in the city of Charlotte, North Carolina, were preparing for their day. It was a warm and sunny Monday. So some residents were heading out early to fit in some exercise before going into the office. Others were heading to work, hoping that rush hour wouldn't prove to be too inconvenient. Just after 7 a.m., 50-year-old Marcella Thrash arrived home after a gym workout. When the former Marine turned accounting manager pulled into the driveway, she could see her 26-year-old son, Deontay, standing on the front lawn. It was a somewhat unusual sight. The pair lived together, but Marcella wondered what could have happened for Deontay to be waiting for her outside. Before Marcella could even get out of her car, Deontay unleashed on his mother, stabbing at her furiously. At the same time, a couple named Michael and Kim, who lived across the road, had an entirely unobstructed view of what was happening. Staying inside their home, Michael dialed 911. The couple could see Deontay repeatedly stabbing Marcella, who by this stage was out of the car and sitting on the ground at the rear of her vehicle breathing heavily. As Deontay lunged at his mother again, she sustained defensive wounds to her hands and chest. As she tried to fend off the blows, Deontay seemed to be in a frenzy. He'd suddenly stop and start stabbing again. Michael and Kim couldn't believe the chilling scene they were witnessing. As Michael relayed details to the operator, Kim videoed the incident on a cell phone. All right, and do you think these people know each other, or is this a stranger? Yes, I don't know. But they, and is he being physical, you said? Yes, he's Are they there right now? Right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. What, is he black, white, Hispanic, or Asian? Black, uh, black I believe. What is he wearing? Um, I cannot see what he's wearing. Could you tell if it's a dark he's shirt, black, light he's shirt? He's got, red, he's, got, he's got red shorts on with white. He's got uh, dreadlocks. He's about five, five nine. The woman's on the ground bleeding. Okay, and he is beating. Do you think she needs an ambulance? Is she black, yeah, Hispanic, she Asian? She needs an ambulance. She looks like she's been stabbed. They're okay. Both bleeding. It looks like she's kicking. been stabbed. Yeah, he's beating her right now. Yes, ma'am, in the driveway. All right. She's on the ground. We're recording it with our phone. Sorry, I have that call. Sir, I have that. Stay where you're safe. I already have that call in for service. And you said he is still ble beating her? Yes, and stabbing her with a knife. Record, zoom where out. is she? Where is she, sir? She's, she's in her front yard in her garage. The garage door is open. There's a, a blue BMW. She's sitting. She's outside. She's on the floor, and he's he's there, too. She's bloody. The whole car is bloody. And you said, what color is that Mercedes that's in there? It's, it's, a, it's a BMW. 
There's a BMW he's calling. Her again. Oh my God, he's stabbing her. Oh my God. He's still he's stabbing her. Yes. Okay, sir, I already have that call in for service. Sir, listen to me. The call is in for service, okay? All the information I am just passing on to the officers as they're on their way. Oh my, please okay. hurry. She, Give me, can you tell me anything else about this man? I do not know anything else, but I know I should be protecting her. Sir, you need please. to stay safe. Do not do anything that is unsafe, okay? I understand your concern. Where... Where are they exactly? Are they inside the garage or outside? They're in the they're in the garage and she's really, oh my god, she I do not know if she's gonna make it. Oh my god. He's still there. He's got shorts on, his pants are falling off, he's got red underwear on. He's okay. hanging over her right now. Uh she's she's not moving. And he's right above her. Do you know anything about the people that live in that home? Are there children in that home? Um she uh, I don't know if there's children. She's a very nice woman. Mm-hmm. Does he live there? He's, gonna, he's there still, please. Does, uh, oh sir, the, the police are coming. Do you know if he lives there? Uh, I do, do you recognize him as the man that lives in that home? I think I think it's, it might be her son. The police have been at this house before, this residence. What was the address to that house? They're 5519 Hubbard Point Drive. Oh my God! Oh my God! She's bleeding. She is. She's. She's still moving, but he's. He's gonna kill her. Sir, I have. I already entered that call. They are coming. Oh my gosh! I can't watch this. Okay. Sir, the police are coming. <sighs> All right. Can you tell me anything else about him? Do you happen to know his name? Does he live at that residence? I do not know. I do not know his name. I do not know anything about him, but I know. He looks like he might be drunk or something's wrong with him. He's got gloves on. Um, he's got... He's wearing know. gloves? Does he live there? Yes. What's that? Does he live there? No, do you know? I do not know if he lives here, but he is... He okay, like what kind of knife is it? What is he stabbing her with? Um, I'm not... He, he's not looking towards... He's going back into the house right now. Holy moly. She is, she's, she's, oh my God. He's just watching her die. He's got, his his shirt says Raw Mafia on the back. His shirt says Raw Mafia? I believe it says Raw Mafia. He's, his shorts are about to come off. They have an S on them and striped orange. Um, They're striped orange? Yeah, they're, they're, no, they're, they're orange, orange, excuse me, orange shorts, um, baggy shorts with white stripes on them, with an S, a white S on them. He's, he's just standing here, leaning over her, watching her die. Okay, sir, we already have that call in the first service. I have the police coming. I have an ambulance coming. Police, can they come any faster? There's nothing here. Sir, I have that call in for service. Okay, we're going to have the officers there. Oh, my okay. God. Where is he right now? He's in the garage. He's walking to his front door. He's looking at his gloves, and he's going to his front door. 
Oh my God. Yeah, don't Do you know if there's any children in that house? Excuse me? Do you know if there's any children in the house? I do not know if there's anyone else in the house. No, ma'am. Okay. Does she live there by herself that you know? No, I'm not sure, ma'am. We we weren't very close with our with that neighbor. Okay. okay. The, the police are coming. All the right. Please hurry. The police are there. No, the police are not here. She's not okay. moving. There's no sirens. There's nothing. This is already five, ten minutes. I've been on the phone with you. Sir, I know, and they have to drive, okay? As soon as you gave me that address and you told me what was going on, I put that call in for service, okay? I had somebody else call Medic to start them on the way, but they have to drive there from wherever they were. Something. He's got a cup of something, and he's just he's drinking and watching. Don't don't let him see you. And he's just watching her. Yeah, he's just walking around. He's stepping over her. I don't know what he's on, but he's acting very. He's very I've never seen something like that. Okay. He's just wandering the driveway. He's right in the middle of the driveway. I'm I'm concerned for my safety, ma'am. Okay, uh, sir, I understand, and I see the police are driving. I see I, all I can see is that the police are driving there. There's I don't know woman, where they're coming from. There's a woman walking past our house. One of our neighbors should even pay attention to what was going on. She did not look over there. Has he said oh, anything to God. her? What's that? He hasn't said anything to her. She's. No, he's got gloves on. He's just walking. The woman that is walking past the scene right now, she is not in danger. She is. He's letting her walk. She didn't look. Okay. Okay, the guy's going back to his front his front door. It looks like he might be talking on his phone, posting something on his phone, like just doing kind of a selfie video. Mm -hmm. I'm going upstairs so he doesn't see me. Ma'am, there's no one here. Okay, sir, here's what I'm going to tell you. The police are coming. They can only drive as fast as they can. It is coming up close to rush hour. What's going to happen is the officers are going to pull in. One of them is going to get there first, and he has got to wait for backup because the situation is so dangerous. And then they're going to come as fast as they can. This is the priority one, so they're coming as fast as they can, lights and sirens. What could possibly have happened for the son Marcelo loved so much to turn on his mother in such a barbaric way? In the blink of an eye, Deontay had snuffed out the life of someone who cared for him with every fiber of her being. Our story today will take a closer look at what led to the outcome that some may say was only a matter of time. Now, let's get on with it. And then John jokingly said, well, what if it's a body? We checked it out. We could only see the head and uh, the left hand sticking out of the mud had rings on it, and apparently she had died screaming.
Marcella Leitner was born on October 13, 1966, in Philadelphia, the second of five children to her parents, Paige and Barbara. Growing up, she was close with her siblings, Bernadette, Bridget, Reese, and Paige Jr. As a youngster, Marcella was known as strong-willed, outspoken, and witty. Church was a huge part of her childhood. At the age of eight, Marcella was baptized at Thankful Baptist Church, where she also went on to become a missionary and active member of the usher board. Throughout her teenage years, she loved playing volleyball, volunteered as a candy striper, and also had a part-time job at Sears. Her friends remembered her as someone who was confident and determined, and she maintained childhood friendships well into adulthood. Marcella was a conscientious student who worked hard and graduated with honors in 1984 from Parkway Beta High School. After finishing school, she got a full-time job as a tax examiner for the IRS. It was a difficult time for the family. Paige Sr. had moved out, but Marcella worked hard to ensure that her mother Barbara and siblings didn't go without. For two years following her parents' marriage breakup, Marcella paid Barbara's mortgage. This generosity continued into Marcella's adult life. She provided ongoing financial support for both Barbara and her grandmother, and always ensured that celebrations like Mother's Day and birthdays were extra special for the two women. In one especially memorable occasion, some years later, Marcella planned an all-expenses-paid trip to Las Vegas for Barbara's 70th birthday. Her siblings Bernadette and Reese came along, where one of the highlights was Marcella arranging front-row seats for a concert by R&B group Boys to Men. Marcella was a genuinely good person who would help anyone. Despite her youth, Marcella was incredibly ambitious and determined to succeed at whatever she put her mind to. In 1986, age 19, she joined the U.S. Marine Corps. After completing boot camp at Paris Island in South Carolina, she was stationed at Camp Lejeune in Jacksonville, North Carolina. It was here that she met fellow Marine Alan Long and the couple went on to marry in December 1987. On May 14, 1990, Alan and Marcella welcomed their son, Deontay. Not long after birth, the family, including baby Deontay, relocated to Okinawa in Japan, where Marcella completed a four-year tour of duty. Unfortunately, during this time, Marcella and Alan separated. When the family arrived back in the U.S. in 1994, Alan took Deontay with him to live in Norfolk, Virginia. Marcel and Alan divorced in mid-1995. And Alan and five-year-old Deontay relocated to North Carolina. 28-year-old Marcella had meanwhile settled in Georgia and enrolled in college. In 1997, she obtained a BBA in accounting from Georgia State University. Alan worked as a truck driver and was away often for work. So when Deontay was in third grade, he moved to Georgia to be with Marcella, where he could have a more stable home life. Marcella was a loving, caring, and giving mother to Deontay. It was the love of her life. She ensured he had the best of everything and was incredibly supportive of his endeavors, always interested in his studies and helping him out with homework. Marcella took her son to all his after-school sports, from softball to swimming, 
she volunteered at his softball games, working the concession stands, and was a member of the booster club. Most importantly, she instilled in him from an early age a sense of responsibility, good manners, and respect for adults. As a child, Deontay was bubbly, happy, and intelligent, loved watching the Discovery Channel, especially shows on the insect world, loved drawing, going on family trips, riding go-karts, visiting nature museums, and eating ice cream. In his teen years, he was energetic, fun, and handsome, which made him popular with girls. He was in great physical shape and an excellent swimmer. In 2003, Marcella's natural drive saw her complete her MBA at Southern Polytechnic State University. The 36-year-old successfully juggled her studies not only with being a single parent, but her role in the Marines in aviation supply as a gunnery sergeant Marine Aviation Clerk, where she was in charge of ordering maintenance supplies and aircraft parts. By this time, 36-year-old Marcella had met the man who would eventually go on to become her second husband. David Thrash was stationed in the same Marine Reserves unit as Marcella at Dobbins Air Force Base in Georgia, and the couple went on to marry in July 2004. The following year, Marcella retired from the Marines, having completed 20 years of service to her country and earning numerous military decorations and medals. Off the back of her qualifications, she pursued a career in accounting. In her spare time, Marcella enjoyed working out, running, reading, and traveling. She was a fan of R&B and gospel genres. Her favorite artists were Mary J. Blige, Winnie Houston, Janet Jackson, and Boys to Men. Deontay was also undergoing a period of transition. After graduating high school in 2008, he enrolled at Atlanta Technical College to study marketing lived on campus very briefly and continued to drink on weekends, but was now also smoking marijuana and skipping class. Deontay started to experience paranoia. He thought that people were talking about him, watching him on hidden cameras, and that he would even be shot. After a few semesters at Atlanta Tech, Deontay transferred to West Central Technical College, but he was only there for a year before he left around 2011 to work as a loader at UPS. Not long afterwards, 21-year-old Deontay quit his job and went on to live with his father, Alan, who had since moved to South Carolina. Alan noticed Deontay behaving strangely. His son thought he heard things in the backyard and went running at night wearing dark clothing. In December 2011, Deontay again had a brush with the law when he was arrested for shoplifting and resisting arrest. He pled guilty and was placed on probation. Marcella and David came and took Deontay back to live with them in Georgia. By now, 45-year-old Marcella noted that her son had become scared of people and generally didn't like leaving his room, which meant he didn't have many friends. He'd taken to keeping a knife and a BB gun beside his bed. On several occasions, he'd called police in a state of paranoia, fearful that people were hiding in bushes outside the house. At one stage, he'd taken the gun into Marcella's workplace, and as a result, was banned from returning to her office. In late August 2012, things came to a head. Deontay's paranoia had worsened. The 22-year-old was still regularly smoking marijuana, and had developed the idea that David was trying to poison him. One night, he became so upset, 
he threw a mug at Marcella's car, smashing a window. He then threw his cell phone at the car, climbed up on top of the vehicle before jumping off and running around the house. Marcella called 911, and when first responders arrived, told them she didn't want Deontay arrested, but felt he definitely required admission to hospital. Deontay agreed and was admitted to the hospital for two weeks, where he was diagnosed with schizophrenia with paranoid features. Deontay continued to receive hospital outpatient treatment for the next three months. Hospital records indicate that Marcella was afraid for her safety and that she told hospital staff that Deontay was still isolating himself and just watched TV all day. Marcella decided to tell her siblings and mother about Deontay's diagnosis. The family was surprised that he had a mental illness, but were nothing but supportive. Marcella was a proud mother and protective of Deontay. She didn't want him to be stereotyped or disadvantaged in any way. Marcella was dedicated to doing all she could to help her son, and would take him to his doctor's appointments if he didn't feel like driving. Marcella was constantly researching literature on schizophrenia and watched TV documentaries on mental illness to learn whatever she could. Despite the challenges of Deontay's mental illness, Marcella became an advocate for mental health awareness. She was an active member of several organizations, including the National Alliance for Mental Illness, where she and Deontay would attend monthly sessions. Marcella's sister also attended a couple of Deontay's sessions as a family unit. In May 2013, Marcella and David's marriage broke down. Marcella and Deontay relocated to Charlotte, to be closer to Marcella's sister, Bridget, mother and son moved into a modern two-story home with a two-car garage where Marcella parked her silver BMW. Marcella took a job working at a global real estate investment firm. During this time, she and 23-year-old Deontay often argued he felt they had a strained relationship that his mother was, quote, controlling and often on his back about doing his chores. This was difficult for single mom Marcella. One of Deontay's obsessive thoughts was that any area outside his bedroom was dirty. He couldn't bring himself to dispose of any garbage in the trash can, let alone take the trash out. Due to his intense fear of germs, Deontay was taking four showers a day, lasting anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. He washed his hands a lot, so much in fact that Marcella's water bill doubled. Deontay was afraid to touch things or eat certain foods. Thankfully, he was now receiving disability off the back of his diagnosis. Marcella helped him apply for a loan for a brand new Honda Civic, so her son would have his own independent means of transport. She also helped him register at the local vocational rehabilitation center. In 2014, Deontay enrolled at the Central Piedmont Community College to study for an associate's degree in advertising and graphic design, which Marcella paid for. The 24-year-old continued to struggle with his mental health on and off, and he took to reduce class road to help alleviate any stress. But on June 18, 2014, Marcella arrived home to find Deontay on the phone to 911. He told operators that he tried to kill himself. When police arrived, Marcella told them she'd found Deontay had smashed windows and washed down at least 15 pills of his prescription with a bottle and a half of wine. 
Deontay told one officer that he was sick of hearing the voices in his head telling him to kill himself. He didn't want to deal with them anymore. Marcella told officers about Deontay's schizophrenia diagnosis. He was taken to the hospital. While there, he was diagnosed with depression and schizoaffective disorder, and his medication was reviewed. After being discharged, Deontay bought a pocket knife to put on his keychain so he could use it for DIY projects. He started taking Muay Thai classes, continued to pray and read his Bible regularly in order to help control his physically aggressive urges and counteract what he called a demon. On August 23, 2014, an officer tried to contact Marcella to follow up on Deontay, but was unable to get in touch. By this stage, Deontay had realized the detrimental effect that alcohol and marijuana use had on his mental health. He'd stopped using both substances. However, he was still having episodes of illness. In September 2016, Deontay punched a window at home, resulting in lacerations to his hand, shoulder, and feet. When medics in the fire department arrived, Deontay again told them he was hearing voices telling him to kill someone. Deontay was taken to the emergency department where he was stabilized, assessed, and later discharged. It had been four years since his initial diagnosis and Deontay had been admitted to the hospital at least seven times. At one stage, he was washing his hands up to 35 times a day. Following his discharge from the hospital, Deontay became involved with volunteer organization Hands on Charlotte. This gave him something to fill his days and a sense of purpose. He seemed to enjoy the work. By early 2017, Deontay continued to attend therapy, was taking his antipsychotic medication in both oral and injectable form. The injection was every three months, helped manage his symptoms without having to worry about taking multiple medications twice daily. In early March, Marcella spoke with Deontay's therapist and expressed concerns that she felt the injection was wearing off. Because his paranoia and agitation were returning, Marcella advised the therapist that she would like to attend Deontay's next psychiatrist appointment on March 27th. The outcome of this appointment isn't known, but Deontay didn't show up for his next therapy appointment, scheduled for April 4th. At the same time, Marcella was working towards getting her CPA license. Since the start of the year, she'd received a Service of Excellence Award for being an outstanding employee. She had a lot on her plate, working full-time, studying, and also supporting her mentally ill adult son. But Marcella was determined for Deontay to have the best quality of life possible by helping him live as independently as he could. At least an upcoming family reunion scheduled for July would offer Marcella some respite. She'd be able to recharge with some much-needed quality time with the rest of her loved ones. On April 9, 2017, five days after Deontay missed his last therapy appointment, he was feeling agitated. It was a Sunday, and Deontay hadn't been sleeping well all weekend or eating. At around 3 p.m. that afternoon, he spoke to his father on the phone, who later said Deontay sounded completely fine. But inside his head, Deontay was exhausted and frustrated. He was having auditory hallucinations, as he had so often previously. Much to his frustration, he still couldn't sleep that night. In an effort to alleviate his high levels of stress, he continually washed his hands. 
His restlessness and compulsive hand-washing eventually woke Marcella up. She had an early start the next morning. She told Deontay he needed to go to sleep because he also had to attend college. But sleep didn't come. Deontay decided to go for a walk outside. When he arrived home not long after, he had a shower, which again woke Marcella. She had to get to the gym herself for a workout anyway. So around 6 a.m. on April 10th, Marcella left in her BMW. After Marcella had gone to the gym, Deontay drove to a local Walmart to get more soap. He was now extremely paranoid, thought everyone in Walmart wanted to kill him. He returned home without incident and had another shower. The auditory hallucinations had become unrelenting. Deontay was so frustrated, he punched the bathroom wall. After he'd showered and dressed, he then walked out the front door. He recorded a two-minute video on his iPad, posted it to his Instagram account. In the video, Deontay is heard saying, quote, Oh yeah, game over, game over, come on, somebody's got to die. I'm tired of this shit, like real shit. Somebody has got to fucking die. It's not going to be me. I'm going out fighting. I'm talking right fucking now. You think I ain't tired of this fucking shit? He went back inside where he punched his bedroom walls, turned on loud rap music, in the hope that it would drown out the auditory hallucinations. But he also hoped to get himself into what he later told police was pumped up and in the zone to fall through with what the voices in his head were telling him to do. He broke a vase and smashed a mirror, then went outside where he tweeted from his iPad, quote, Game over. At some point soon after, the house alarm went off. Deontay turned it off, and Marcella called him a couple of times, likely because she received a text notification about the alarm. But Deontay didn't pick up. Instead, he put on a pair of gloves, grabbed a long chopping knife from the kitchen sink, and waited in the front yard. Marcella arrived home at 7.15 a.m., pulling the car into the garage and leaving the roller door up. She saw Deontay standing in the front yard with a knife in his hand. Before Marcella knew what was happening, Deontay ran at the car, stabbing his mother while she was still in the vehicle. As blood spurted from Marcella's wounds, started to pull on the floor of the car. The ensuing intense struggle moved over to the passenger side of the vehicle, where both parties fell out of the passenger door. It's the summer, and a great time to enjoy some games, while you relax inside or outside. What better game to play than Best Fiends? I play Best Fiends just to take my mind off a hard day's work and relax, saving some fiends and knocking out some levels. Rescue your fiend friends, buy magical souvenirs, explore worlds, fight bad guys, and much more. Download the five-star rated puzzle game, Best Fiends, free today on the Apple Store or Google Play. That's best friends without the R. Best Fiends. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients, mouth-watering, seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store, count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. 
HelloFresh cuts out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh's high quality fresh ingredients are sourced directly from growers, delivered from the farm to your front door in under a week. Contact free, of course. My favorite is the mozzarella crusted chicken with blister tomatoes and potato wedges. It is delicious. Go to HelloFresh.com Obscura14 and use the code Obscura14 for up to 14 free meals plus shipping. That's HelloFresh.com Obscura14 and use the code Obscura14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Sometimes it rains on your birthday. Sometimes the line for coffee wraps around the building. Sometimes gas goes up 10 cents. Sometimes life stinks. The good news? You don't have to, because Native has your back. Native cares about the products you put on your body. They care about stopping the stink the right way. That's Native's difference. You probably already know Native's legendary aluminum-free deodorant, but have you tried the body wash, toothpaste, or the brand new mineral-based sunscreen? Yes. Native now has a broad-spectrum FPS 30 sunscreen for your face and body. It's lightweight, absorbs quickly, and you can choose between unscented or coconut and pineapple. Native's on a mission to overhaul the entire hygiene routine by putting the care in your self-care with products carefully made to work against odor that are made with simple ingredients and smell great. You can get their deodorant and body wash in amazing scents, coconut and vanilla, citrus and herbal musk, lavender and rose, and more. You can even build your personalized product bundles, mix and match three of your favorite scents and keep them on rotation so you have something for every occasion. Stay fresh, stay clean with Native by going to nativedo.com obscura or use promo code obscura at checkout or get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com obscura or use promo code obscura at checkout for 20% off your first order. Deontay dragged his screaming mother around to the rear of the car, where he kicked her several times. Marcella's head hit the rear bumper of the vehicle, which became smeared with blood. Deontay threw away the cooking knife, pulled out his pocket knife, proceeded to stab Marcella repeatedly on the upper half of her body, aiming at her neck. During the attack, Deontay kept repeating, quote, Leave me alone. Listener, at the start of today's episode, you heard the 911 audio of Marcella's neighbors, Michael and Kim, who witnessed the attack from their home across the street. What you're about to hear is the audio of Kim's shocked reactions and panicked, heavy breathing as she filmed Marcella's murder as evidence for police. A dazed and concerned Michael can be heard on the phone to 911. <laughs> Yes, he's stab I think he's stabbing her in the garage. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Black, uh, black, I believe. Um, She's on the ground. I cannot see what he's wearing. I'm recording it. 
He's black. He's black. He's got red red he's shorts got, on. He's got red shorts on with white. He's got uh, dreadlocks. Black he's shirt. about five five nine. The woman's on the ground bleeding. Is she bleeding? Yes. Do we, do we go out there? He, yeah. She she needs an ambulance. She looks like she's been stabbed. Oh! Oh my God! He's kicking her. He's kicking her. He's kicking her. Yeah, he's beating her right now. Yes, ma'am, in the driveway. She's on the ground. She's on the ground. We're recording it with our phone. He has a knife. Oh my God. I don't want to. We can't go out there. Yes, and stabbing her with a knife. She's on the ground. Oh my gosh. Record. Oh my Zoom gosh. In. Zoom in. Well. She's 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 in her front yard in her garage. The garage door is open. A blue BMW. She's sitting. She's outside. She's on the floor, and he's he's there too. At this stage, Marcella was still conscious. She was sitting on the ground at the rear of her car, leaning back on her hands. Blood stained her workout top. Deontay was a meter away, bending over. Looking at his mother, it appeared as though the pair were talking. When he suddenly lunged at her, Marcella managed to get to her hands and knees and crawl across the front of the garage towards the rear side of her vehicle. It was here that she eventually collapsed for the final time. She's bloody. The whole car's bloody. <sighs> oh my god. <gasps> it's a it's a BMW. No, he's going back to her. He's stabbing her. <gasps> God, he's stabbing her. <laughs> oh my God. Please hurry. She's going to die. Oh my yes. God. Yes, please hurry. Please hurry. Oh my God. Oh my. Please hurry. She's. She, she, I don't know. Do we go out? No, we can't. I do not know anything else, but I know I should be protecting her. The police have been here before for please. something. For her. Oh my God, how do we get our neighbors? Uh, oh my God. They're, oh my. In, they're in the garage and she's bleeding. Oh my God, she, I do not know if she's gonna make it. Oh my God, he's still there. He's got shorts on, his pants are falling off. He's got red underwear on. He's leaning over her right now. Uh, she's, oh she's not God. moving. Oh my God. And he's right above her. Holy moly. Um, she, the, I don't know if there's children. She's a very nice woman. I do not know. But this guy is going to, he's there still, please. Oh my God. Uh, I do not know if he lives here or not. He does. I think it's her son. The police have been here before. It might be her son. The police have been at this house before, this residence. We saw him one night. What was the address to that house? They're 5519. They're 5519 Hover Point Drive. Fucking shaking. Oh my God. Uh, she, she, she's oh my kicking her. She's trying. She is, she's still she, moving. She's still moving, but he's, he's uh, going to kill her. Oh my. Oh my gosh. Can you turn the door? I can't watch this. I know. I do not know. I do not know his name. I do not know anything about him, but I know he looks like he might be drunk or something's wrong with him. He's got gloves on. His gloves on. Um, he's got a knife. Oh. Uh. 
There's a lot of blood. Oh my god. What's that? No, I do not know if he lives here, but he is. He looks like something is wrong with him. I'm pretty sure it's her son. Um, I'm not. He's not looking toward it. He's going back into the house right now. Holy moly. Oh my god. I just looked. She is. Oh my god. What do we do? I mean, how fast is it? Don't the police come fast? Can they come fa any faster? Uh, I don't hear sirens. There's nothing here. Uh, I don't oh want him to god. see. He's in the garage. Walking to his front door. He's looking at his gloves and he's going to his front door. Oh my god. I don't want him to see us. Yeah, don't, don't let him see you, Kim. Excuse me? I do not know if there's anyone else in the house. No man. No, I'm, I'm not, not sure now. We, we weren't very close with that neighbor. No, we're not. Well, please hurry. Oh, is she moving? I can't look. No, the police are not here. She's not No here. sirens, nothing. There's no sirens, there's nothing. <clears throat> this is already five, ten minutes. Yeah, we're five. Been on the phone with Five you. and I stopped it, so it's like seven minutes. He's drinking something? Are you fucking kidding me? He's drinking something. He's drinking he went something. and got a drink. He's got a cup of something. He got a drink. And he's just—he's drinking and watching. I, I don't want him to see me. Don't. I don't <clears throat> want to see you. He, he's just walking around. He's stepping over her. He's got to be someone. I don't know what he's on, but he's acting very. very I've never seen something like this. I don't want him to. He's just wandering the driveway. He's right in the middle of the driveway. I'm, I'm concerned for my safety. Now, there's a woman over there walking. At the same time, another of Marcella's neighbors had heard a woman calling for help. So she dialed 911. The neighbor recognized Deontay as a young man she'd seen pacing up and down the street shirtless in the weeks prior to the murder. It appeared to be suspicious behavior, but the neighbor hadn't known where Deontay lived. In the meantime, as the attack was underway, a woman walked past the house, blissfully unaware of the horror that was unfolding across the road. Fortunately for her, Deontay either didn't see her or decided against approaching her. 
Oh, there's a woman out there now walking. Oh, is she gonna see it? Oh my there's gosh, a... she's not even walking. There's a woman. There's a woman walking past our house. One of our neighbors. She didn't even pay attention to what was going look. on. She did not look over there. Oh my god. I'm gonna go upstairs and record. What's up? What is he doing? He's taking his gloves off. No, he's got gloves on. And he's just walking. Duck, duck. I'm gonna go upstairs. Yeah. I'm gonna go upstairs and record. Okay. She did not. She did not see what just happened. Yeah, the guy's going back to his front. Oh. Oh. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just want to set it up here so he doesn't see my hand. Do you think I'm lucky he's not this way? You need to get out of the way though. Can we turn on this? How do you turn on this? This needs to record. The attack itself lasted on and off for around 10 minutes in total. As you heard, at one stage, Deontay went inside to get a drink of water before coming back outside and continuing to stab his mother. Blood spatter covered Deontay's hands, arms, legs, and feet. After Marcella had taken her last breaths, Deontay took a photo of her body and posted it to his Instagram page. Michael then handed the phone to Kim continued to watch out an upstairs window as she spoke to the operator. So I, he, my husband passed the phone to me. He's to record. We're, we, oh, went, we went upstairs to record. I don't want him to see us from downstairs. Is he, is he still there? Yes. Yeah, he's outside in the front yard. We have it all on video. Is he, okay. Mine is at the minute. Yeah. Does he have a Honda outside? Yes. He... Yes, there's a Honda outside. Yeah, there's a Honda. And a BMW in the garage. Oh, she's not moving. I can't look. She's like, the, the, the driver's bloody. Okay, what is your name? My name's Kim Demarda. He's drinking something. Kim, yeah. Who's that? What's that noise? Police. The police are here? Yeah. The police are here. Okay, the police are here. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. We're, we have it on video. Oh my God. I mean, this woman needs help. She, she's dead. Oh. Okay, I'm police. showing. The police are here. The yeah, they're here, they're here. Cars up, the guy guns okay. guns on the guy on the ground. They have the guy? Yeah, yes, the guy's, they, on, the the guy's on the ground. When police arrived, Deontay put up his hands and lay down in the yard, complying with the directions. He told officers he had the pocket knife in his left pocket, and they retrieved it without incident. Get on the ground. Get on the ground right now. Get down. Keep your hands up. I've got you. I've got him. You got him covered? Yeah. You got him covered. Put him back. Put him his hands on. Put your hand back. Yeah. Give me your hand. Give me your you got anything on you, man? I got a knife in my pocket. Where at? The left pocket. This right here? Yeah. Alright. By now, medics had arrived. Marcella lay face up on the driveway at the opening of the left garage door behind her car. She was unresponsive and lay in a large pool of blood 
which drenched her torso. Marcella was pronounced dead at 7.27 a.m. On the lawn to the left of the driveway, a large silver knife lay on the ground. Also strewn about the front yard was a large plastic cup from the kitchen and Deontay's black iPad. There was a substantial amount of blood on the floorboard of the front passenger side of Marcella's car. This extended out to the part of the driveway where Marcella lay. The driver's side door was open. When officers swept the house, they noticed 19 tiny stab marks in the drywall in the curved stairway leading up to the second floor, which police later discovered had been made a couple weeks prior. A large section of drywall lay on the stairs. A large lamp had been smashed on the floor downstairs. An empty bottle of medication was sitting on the kitchen table. Deontay's name was on the prescription label. Upstairs, Deontay's bedroom was messy. A ripped duvet lay on top of his bed. On one wall, there was a large hole where the drywall had been ripped out. There were two smaller holes lower down the wall. Inside Deontay's car, investigators found a typed note which read, quote, I know I'm okay. I don't feel so bad. It's not the end of the world. I don't stink because I shower a lot. Detectives interviewed Deontay at the station, where he waived his rights and agreed to talk without an attorney present. However, he asked for a CIT, or Crisis Intervention Office. Deontay was calm and cooperative during the interview, but it was clear he was unwell. He confessed to killing Marcella, told the officers that he had schizophrenia, and that despite taking his medication and attending therapy when he could, he hadn't been sleeping. He explained that he regularly heard voices in his head of people he knew in his life, family, friends. Deontay told detectives that he'd recently felt very paranoid, had a lot of voices in his head telling him to kill himself, and that his mother was trying to kill him. He also told police he put his gloves on before killing Marcella because he felt strong with them on. Let's talk through that, Deontay. Tell, tell me about it. Let's, let's start from this morning. Tell me what, what all happened. So I told you I haven't been sleeping, and I was paranoid. Like, I thought my mom was in on the tr trying to kill me stuff. Like, I think that the whole world's out to get me. Sometimes, like, when I, like, um, I don't know, some things that happen to where I'm like, oh, no, they're not really out to get me. But I don't know, it always ends up me, just the whole world's out to get me. Like, they want me to die. The whole world hates me. It's, it's how it goes every day. All day, every day. And little things are always happening. It's just like, come on. I'm just this one kid. You just got to kill me. They just like, they're, just, they're determined to kill me is how it is. So I'm like, I want to fight back, I guess. I don't know. I like, I, I've been trying my hardest not to kill. I'm like, I, I've i beaten up the house. I mean, I, I, cut, I mean, I was like, I went to the hospital September, September, uh, September last year from like banging around the house, breaking windows. Cause like, they was like, kill your mom. Like as soon as you get out this car, I'm like, I don't have a weapon. And if I did, I'm going to run upstairs because I don't want to kill my mom. And like, that's what happened that time. I don't know. You can look up the, the hospital records. The, the voices in my head want me to hurt someone. They want me to get in a lot of trouble. They want bad things to happen to me. Okay. So what happened this morning? You, you, you get me through the, the what was going on. Okay, so, I mean, I was exhausted. My body is sore. I haven't been eating. I, have, I didn't eat all day Sunday. I was just I just laid in bed because like 
the vo- like the voices in my head have they, they 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 settled for a little while and they came back a lot bigger and stronger and then I was like I was that scared like it's nothing I can do I'm I'm about to die so I'm gonna fight I want to fight I don't want to just die I want to fight and I don't know and then my mom does things that makes me think she wants me to die so I'm like man what is up with that so game over now when you told when you tweeted that talk me through that. What, what, what's in your head? Why are you posting that? I mean, maybe they'll leave me alone if I really be cool. Because, I mean, I've just been told I'm not cool, not anything. Like, try to be cool, I guess, or something. Like, really. Did game over mean you were about to kill your mom? It did. And I, like, game over, I'm going to kill her. You have to leave me alone. And I hope, if anything, I get to stay in the hospital. Like, I don't want to go to jail for the rest of my life. I mean, I do have illness, like so. Like, I, and I have schizophrenia and kind of like they don't want to label it OCD, but I de- do. I get real paranoid about germs. And I don't like eating certain foods. Those are the symptoms of that. That's that of what that. Which is, is not easy in jail. Yes, which is not easy in jail. All right. Let me ask you this: You you got this this post game over, and you're considering you're gonna kill your mom. What did you think would happen if you killed your mom? I didn't think about that. I'm thinking, I mean, well, you and I were just no, talking. What I think about, what I think about is, I read the Bible. So the Bible says, "I for not tooth for a tooth." You kill somebody, you can get killed. Somebody can kill you. So I'm like, man, what if somebody? I'm like, if somebody's gonna be able to kill me, I never want to kill someone. That's what I always knew. I never want to kill anyone because then somebody can kill me. That's what I was saying. And he was still like egging me on, like when I'm watching my mom. On the on the on the, I'm like, man, just please let me leave my mom alone, kind of stuff. And I'm, and I, I really did like, and she passed out. But um, like he's like, come on, you're not, and it's just, it's just do, it's just that, right, dang. So if I understand you, you're you're, you understood that if you kill somebody, the punishment could be you get killed. It yes. Okay. And that didn't stop you. I mean, at that point, I, I had no fear. Like, I'm going to die anyway with a lot of scenario. Deontay told police he wasn't angry with his mother, but he was scared of her being the devil. Let me back up and I'll get your mind right. So you're in the car. Yeah. What, 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 what side of the car are you on? We're on the driver's side, and then we and then we slide over to the passenger side, and then she, fall, we fall, she falls out the car, and then I get out the car. We fall out the car. We still fight, and then I get up and leave her alone. And it's like, no, you guys won't leave me alone, because I think she's in on it, like all these people that want me to die. And, I I mean, it was mean. What was mean? How I did it. Like, I was, it was really mean. It was really sad. I could, I mean, I really, I mean, I just, they're not going to leave me alone until I do something. They're always been for years. Like, I can tell you, you can ask doctors, like, from Georgia. Like, the first thing I told them was, they said, that the, the voices in my head said, why can't you just kill effing mom? One of the first things that happened when I got home from the hospital. I was, like, the first thing they asked me when as soon as I got home. I told my, I think I told mom, I think I, think I told my mom, I think I, I think I told a doctor. What did you think was going to happen when the police got there? I mean, I knew I was in a lot of trouble. I mean, like, like what happened? Okay, she was screaming, and I had a dull knife. 
and she like it wasn't puncturing her skin when I was trying. I was trying pretty hard. So I was like, oh man, the police are gonna get here before I do it. So before I really actually do it. So and then I'm gonna be in a very lot of trouble or something. Or I don't know. I'm just kind of scared. I don't know. I just that's kind of what I thought. But um, I don't know. Did you? Was it one constant thing, or did you take breaks, or did you walk away, or did you? Yeah, I, I walked back and like, I would just get off of her and let her bleed, and just look at her like, "This is what y'all wanted, so bad. They wanted it so bad. Like, come on, like really? This is scary as shit." What were you saying to her during this time? No, I was just like, "Leave me alone." Who are you talking to when you saying that? I mean, her, everybody. Like, I, like I, I said, no, leave me alone is what I kind of said, though. Deontay told police that he posted the photo of his mother's body to Instagram in order to show the voices he'd finally done what they demanded. In the hope they'd leave him alone, Deontay felt the struggle lasted a long time and told police he went inside to get a drink because stabbing his mother made him feel nauseated and dizzy. He told police he was both happy and sad that Marcella was dead, saying, quote, I'm happy that mean woman is out of my life. She can't be mean to me anymore. But I'm sad, though. I'm a little of both. Earlier you said you, you, were, said you were thinking about whether they were going to take you to, the, to a jail or to a hospital. What did you think that would, would ultimately happen? Did you think you'd go to jail? I mean, I don't know. I'm a black kid. Okay, aside from that, where do you think you belong? At a hospital where I can get some treatment. Do you think you did anything wrong today? I know I did something wrong, but I know people do bad things and still go to hospitals. I mean, or isn't there a psych ward? Do, do we, I mean, isn't there some type of agreement on something? There's different things. I, I'm just, what I'm working on is, is I need to know, did you consider all of your options? Like, what? you tell me that. What were your options today? I didn't know a guarantee is what I'm telling you. I know that I was really taking a huge gamble. Like like I said, those officers were really seriously ready to shoot me. And I don't know what how big this whole thing was. Like, I don't know what was going on. But I don't. I thought, I always told you I wanted to see a patrol car. Like, I, and I don't know. When you say a gamble, do you mean a gamble between... A jail versus a, a hospital? Yeah. Gambling whether or not you're going to get one or the other? Yeah, I didn't know which one I would get. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I didn't even, I prayed, I prayed that it worked out in the, on the ride here in the officer's car. So, I mean, so, I just don't want to, like, I don't, like, this is so hard dealing with this. Like, they're going to kill me. And I just want to, like, get treatment. I don't know. Like, is it, I mean, I just want my head to feel better. Like, it's been, it's torment is the word. It's intense torment, constantly. Meanwhile, Marcella's sister, Bridget, had seen the news and became worried, as she knew Marcella lived in the neighborhood where the stabbing had occurred. Bridget also knew Deontay had schizophrenia, was prescribed medication, but Marcella hadn't shared much more information about how things were at home. Marcella's autopsy revealed that she had fought for her life, she sustained several defensive stab wounds to her hands, her left shoulder, both sides of neck, her right subclavian artery, and left carotid artery had both been perforated 
and some of her cervical vertebrae had been fractured. She had also sustained numerous abrasions to her left knee and shoulder, her right elbow and head. The cause of death was stab wounds to the neck. Deontay was charged with first-degree murder. He appeared in court the next day, where members of his family also appeared on his behalf and asked that he be given access to his medication. He was then taken to Mecklenburg County Jail, where he was held without bond. Marcella's devastated family, friends, fellow Marines, and co-workers attended her funeral on April 17th. Her headstone bears an inscription of a shortened form of the Latin motto of the U.S. Marine Corps, Semper Fi, followed by the words, I kept the faith in one, gave so much for all. Should Deontay be convicted, a guilty verdict could potentially carry the death penalty. However, in October 2017, six months after the murder, prosecutors announced they wouldn't be pursuing capital punishment. This was encouraging news for Deontay, but forensic mental health evaluations were still pending to determine two key things. The first was whether Deontay was mentally competent to stand trial. The second was whether he was legally sane at the time he murdered his mother. We all know the wheels of justice grind slowly for numerous reasons, and this situation was no exception. In January 2018, Deontay's defense team filed a notice of his intention to rely on the insanity defense. Four months later, Deontay was transported to the hospital for evaluation. His first evaluation in July found that he was still experiencing psychotic symptoms and was incapable of proceeding to trial. A year later, thanks to regular medication and intensive treatment, Deontay had made significant progress. His second evaluation found that his psychotic symptoms had diminished and he was now capable of proceeding to trial. However, the circumstances surrounding Deontay's actions on the day of the murder at the threshold for him to mount an insanity defense. His third evaluation in September 2019 found that he was in a state of florid psychosis when he killed his mother. At the time, Deontay truly believed Marcella intended to harm him, and he was incapable of understanding the wrongfulness of his actions. A pre-trial hearing was held on October 24, 2019, in the North Carolina Superior Court Division in Charlotte. The judge determined that Deontay was indeed legally insane at the time of the murder. At Deontay's sentencing a week later, the judge ruled that the 29-year-old was not guilty of first-degree murder by reason of insanity. Deontay was ordered to be detained in a state psychiatric facility for ongoing assessment. Depending on how he responds to treatment, there is a possibility that he could be released back into the community in years to come. But the legal process is far from over for Marcella's heartbroken family. Sometime before her death, Marcellus took out a life insurance policy. At the time of recording, North Carolina state law mandates that anyone who has willfully and unlawfully killed someone shall not acquire any property or receive any benefit from the estate of the deceased person. However, this rule does not apply when the killer has been found not guilty of murder by reason of insanity. As in Deontay's case, this loophole means that there is a possibility that Deontay 
may receive the proceeds of his mother's policy. Litigation is currently ongoing. In speaking with Obscura, Marcelo's family told us about the safeguards that they feel need to be in place when it comes to the treatment and management of mental illness in North Carolina. The Leitner family is hoping for a raft of changes. These include psychiatric patients being able to receive inpatient care for longer than 90 days, and patients being able to remain hospitalized if they remain a threat to themselves and others. Marcella's family also hopes that there will be more of a focus on the health system to ensure that patients are not discharged until they have been appropriately medicated. They also advocate for more effective crisis intervention training for emergency dispatchers and all first responders in dealing with people who are mentally ill. In conducting our research for this case, we relied heavily on police and medical records and information generously provided to us by Marcella's family. We are deeply grateful for the input of Reese and the Leitner family in helping to raise awareness of Marcella's story. So for now, I think that about wraps things up. Thank you for listening, and keep the fire burning.